Thanks for joining us today on another episode of Tifosi Football Radio. My name is Christian Valdanza Itacchio. And this is Giuliano Caleri. And it is Wednesday, March the 10th. Once again, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, we got a very interesting lineup for you. We're going to talk about that uh, Juve exit from the Champions League. Ciao Juve. Fraud FC. Um, and uh, so we're going to talk about the Champions League. Uh, obviously, there's two games to play today. And then, you know, the other... The rest, uh, the week following, which we'll talk about in the next podcast with you. But we're also going to talk about uh, Match Day 26 in Serie A. And we're going to preview for you Match Day 27. There is only 11 Match Days left in the Serie A. It's almost done. It's almost done. And then it's time for the Euro. It's time for Italy to claim their second European Championship in history. But let's get started. First things first. Let's talk about Juve Porto, everybody. Joe, I'm very sorry. Juve showed their true colors. They can't get it done when they don't get the favors. <laughs> Juve out to Porto. Never mind. They did get the favors with that red card. It still it wasn't, wasn't enough. Legit. It was a legit red card. But it, they was, do it, it was. That was just stupid <clears throat> from Medi, too. Yeah, that was stupid. Juve, a lot of questions to be asked about this team. They come up 3-2 victors but lose on the away goal. Aggregate. Uh, played over an hour with a man advantage. Can't get the job done against Porto. This is three years in a row that they've been eliminated. But back-to-back -back, uh, that they've been knocked out in the round of 16. Yes, back-to-back. -back. So Both to the away goal. Ajax, Porto. Lyon. 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 What Just you... only a few months ago, too. Yeah. What did you think of this match? Listen, uh, Juve are a team of individuals. Cristiano Ronaldo FC didn't show up for this game. I don't care how good you think he played. He didn't. Because there are three other guys for me that played their tail off for this team. The one guy I want to talk about, Federico Chiesa, to me, earned my respect. He played phenomenal in these two legs. I don't care what people think. He was the reason that Juve was so close to going through. Juan Cuadrado has been fantastic for Juventus this year. Put in an outstanding performance. So unlucky to score that, un, not score that goal yeah. uh, with his wrong foot. I don't know if you saw it. Shot I mean, it with that, his wrong foot. That could foot. have been the difference, right? That there, could have right? been the difference. Uh, and the other guy I want to talk about finally showed up is Rabio. He finally showed up. Uh, but uh, other than that, this team sucked. Sucked. Yeah. Defense wise, Demoral sucked. Giving away that penalty. Stupidity. Stupidity. Leonardo Bonucci, he's not a leader. Time and time again, we've showed you he's not a leader, and he showed his true colors. Wojciech Szczesny, what are you doing on that second goal? Way too late. But as a goalkeeper, I understand where you're coming from. You expect men to be in your wall that don't turn because they're afraid to get hit by the ball. I'm talking about Cristiano Ronaldo. And who else am I talking about? Demoral. Those were the two guys. That's right, yeah. Those were the two guys. Fabio Capello said it right. They totally got that wrong, okay? You put guys that want to be in the wall in the wall when you set up for a free kick because the guys that want to be in the wall are not turning around and turtling because they're afraid to get hit. You see those guys. Those guys grab their throats, protect their throats, and if they get smashed in the face, they get smashed in the face. That's dedication. You need those guys in the wall because I guarantee you if guys like that were in the wall, that goal wouldn't have happened. And it was like they went a jump. And it was around thirty plus yards out that yeah. free kick. That was a far free kick. Yeah. And it was a low daisy cutter as well. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe that Chesney. He was way too late. What was he doing? I couldn't believe he didn't get down to it in time. What was he doing? Honest. He got his fingers to it, but he was way too late. Yeah. Way too late on that. That didn't look good. So you usually even have a guy lying down behind the wall for the low shot. They didn't even have that, especially in City A with the way it's been going. So yeah, that was What's surprising. A City A team not. Because that's, that's, that was made up in Serie A by Brozovic. Yeah. That's when that all started, people lying behind the wall. Um, yeah, Juve just seemed unprepared, so let's bring it to Pirlo. <laughs> so we brought it to their their main player, Ronaldo, not showing up. I think this is the first time in, uh, he hasn't shown in up. 16 years that he hasn't scored in the round of 16, something yeah. like that. Yeah, It's been 16 a long, years. long time. Um, so Ronaldo doesn't score, which is obviously rare because it's never happened before in the round of 16. 
uh, someone for Juve finally does in Chiesa. And yeah, he stepped up. Both legs, he stepped up. Yep. It's been a long time since someone else besides Ronaldo scored in the Champions League round of 16 for Juve. Yep. Um, and now let's bring it to Pirlo. What do we think of Pirlo? Out of the Champions League, Juve, we know they exist for the Champions League these days. Regardless of the outcome of Serie A, even if he wins it, He's not. In the style, if you're too you, far out. In the style, if even they win it, is is Pirlo? Has he been a failure, or or, or will it be a, suce- a success for him? Even if he I don't wins think Serie a, I don't think you can call Andrea Pirlo the problem. The problem was Andrea and Yelly having the gall to bring in a coach with no experience and thinking he can do something with this Juve team. We're gonna get to that clown in one second. That's that. He's the biggest clown of this that, organization. Is the biggest clown, and that who the that's who the biggest downfall lies on in this because this is embarrassing for Juventus, even for Juventus fans. As much as I disagree with them, this is embarrassing. Yeah, this is embar- humiliating. Because we're at the end of the day, we are Italian fans yeah. first. We want to yeah. see Juve succeed. Uh, but yeah, we'll bring it to Andrea Agnelli because we have we have but, a lot to say about him. But yeah. Pirlo, but, let's talk about Pirlo. Let's talk about to him. his tactics, team setup. Is obviously he's really green. So inexperienced, inexperienced, lack of experience, hands down. Is he? He was out coached in this game. Oh, he was out coached big time, big time. You know, even even in City A, for me, you look at Juve's squad. They yep. should be, and I know they're only seven points out with a game in hand, I believe, or ten points out with a game in hand. Ten points. They should be first in City A with the with the budget they have, the players they have. So, but. What do we think of his tactics? He doesn't. His future of this club. Will he get st- sacked? You tell me. And uh, what does the yeah? What does the future hold for Pirlo? Okay, here we go. I think if you don't sack Andrea Pirlo, you're a hypocrite because Maurizio Sarri won the Serie A, won everything else, didn't win in the Champions League, and he got sacked for it. And Allegri too. And Allegri. Well, Allegri left on his own terms though. He didn't get sacked. He left on his own terms. So now you've won a Super Coppa Nazionale. You're in the final against the Coppa in the Coppa Italia, but you're out of, out again at the round of 16 in the Champions League, and you're not going to catch Inter for the Scudetto. So you, realistically, you only may have two trophies in your cabinet this year. To me, for this Juventus team, if you're Andrea Agnelli or your ownership with the amount you're paying for this squad, that's a failure. So. If you decide not to get rid of Andrea Pirlo, you're a hypocrite because you got rid of Maurizio Sarri because of Champions League. We know Champions League is a priority for Juventus. We know how obsessed they are with winning the Champions League, and now it's not going to happen again. Yeah, I, you know the way the way I look at it, I look at it very much like F1. You know F1, you pretty much can guarantee who's going to win the yeah. league. Before it even starts, who's yep. going to win the Hamilton F1 series, right? Hamilton or Mercedes. You know whatever. who's going to win. Yeah. So the way I look at it is if Pirlo, even if they do win the Scudetto, if Inter has a capitulation, no I'm way. just saying if, if it happens, I still look at his season as a failure because he it made is. a complete meal of winning the city. Yeah, he made it so difficult, more than it had to be, I believe. And it shows his inexperience. Obviously, he should get better as a coach because he is just beginning. But overall, he, yeah, it comes down to who appointed him. Why was he appointed? The arrogance of that appointment. Yeah. When you release Saudi because you're not happy with his performance in the Champions League, even though he wins you the league. Allegri, the same thing. I know he walked away, but at the end of the day, he didn't achieve what uh, the ownership wanted. So on it, deep down, I think Pirlo is going to get the sack. I don't think Agnelli gives two shits about Pirlo and his, and his past with Juve. That guy only cares about the money. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't care about the the crest. He doesn't care about the stripes. He doesn't yeah. care about Juventus. He just no. cares about making money. That's all. And uh, I can see Pirlo myself. I can see him getting the sack. Oh the yeah, the I could totally see that. I could totally see that. I'd be surprised if they keep him, and if they do, I I don't get it. If they do, I don't get it. Who do they bring in then? Well, that could probably be the other reason why you keep him. Who else? Who's out there? Allegri's not going to come back. Yeah, Saudi. Saudi's not going to come back. He's not going to go back. No. Who else is out there? Pep. Uh, Pep. 
That's Pep it. Guardiola. Yeah. Are you going to offer a boatload of money for him to come in? That can make Agnelli's obsession come true. Yeah. Even though he hasn't wanted him forever. Yeah. But maybe, maybe he'll go buy Messi as well. Yeah. that guy just likes to sell jerseys, Agnelli. Yeah. But uh, so let's bring it to another guy in this organization. Paradici, <laughs> the director. Can we put the blame on him for the type of players that have been brought in? Yeah, he's to- And the contracts he's put these players on. I think the problem you can put, he's brought in, he's brought in Ronaldo, he's brought in Chiesa, he's brought in all these guys, and he's given them boatloads of money, way too much, way too much. Because now Juventus are kind of in some financial trouble because yeah. they got a huge bill to pay. COVID, they got it. They have to pay Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Ramsey's contract. Yeah, that that's right. He's responsible for Ramsey's ridiculous yeah. contract. So I don't think Paratici's a good director. He just goes after the big names and he throws a boatload of cash at them. Uh, he's not smart about it. He doesn't really want to invest in youth. The only youth we've really seen is Federico Chiesa. But the only reason he went after Federico Chiesa is because he's a big name in Italy. That's yeah. that's the reason. Oh, it is true. Paratici is all about the big names. He's not about strategy. He doesn't have a motive. He doesn't have a direction for this Juve team. I wouldn't fully blame him though. So let's. So now let's bring it to Agnelli a little bit. So starts at the top. It does start at the top. The fish rots from the head. Yes. And Let's bring it back. So you look at Juve. I don't care if times have changed. Juve used to represent the national team. Yeah. Almost the majority of the team was from Italy. Italian nationals. Now you look at that squad. There, you, There's no Italian internationals. You just have... Chiesa. Chiesa, that, that's and, it. And, and Bonucci. And Chiellini. And Chiellini, if that's you get called up. The three. It's completely different from 15 years ago even. Yeah from the type of players you've used to sign. Now they're looking for global superstars. Yeah. So now that's where we bring it to Agnelli. Agnelli, since he's taken over Juve, has completely changed the DNA of this team. He inherited the the Juve DNA of we win at all costs, we win every trophy, and it worked in the beginning. Now yeah. the wheels are starting to fall off of this guy. Yeah. Ever since he changed the crest to that stupid J, this club has gone backwards. Yeah. And it's because it shows the mentality that Agnelli brought to this organization. The second he changed the crest from the shield to the J, it showed he's in. He's not in it any longer for just the sporting aspects. No. He's in it 110% to just make money. The yeah. second he signed Ronaldo... That was a money grab. And I don't want to blame Ronaldo either, but the second he signed Ronaldo, when you know you can't really afford Ronaldo, you're, you're just buying him to sell jerseys because you're, you are handcuffing yourself. Yeah in regards to player recruitment in, in, across all the other positions. That was just a big marketing ploy. The reason why you signed Weston McKenney, you think you signed Weston McKenney from Schalke, who really hasn't done anything in his career. Not to say he hasn't been good, Yeah. but he's not the typical Juve sign. You sign him because he's a North American talent who's going to sell you jerseys in North yeah. America. That's the only reason why he's bought. That's that's Agnelli's approach now. He's completely ruined this team. Um. I know it sounds a bit dramatic. They still have a chance to win the Scudetto, but even if they do, no. I think it's a complete failure. The way this the way this guy is they taking this no club, chance. it's a disaster. The way this guy talks in the media with the the Champions League, my big qualm with this guy is, is that specifically. Yeah. He wants to ruin the Champions League. And create like a Super League. He wants to create a Super League. Which degrades all the top leagues in Europe. Because he's feeling threatened. Yeah. And uh, I, I just think it's embarrassing. He's an embarrassment in the British media right now. I'd say all across Europe. He's, yeah. he's an embarrassment. He's becoming a, a a pantomime villain, this guy. He's looking like a complete joke. It's making Juve, Juventus look like a joke right now. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the stuff this guy has said, even recently, about things he thinks should change, and we'll go through them, but one of them from before was, if anyone remembers, he said, Atalanta don't deserve to be in the Champions League. Yeah. Agnelli. That's what this clown said. Probably Italy's best hope of winning the Champions League. Yeah, they are. This clown said they don't deserve it because they don't have the history. Who makes a comment like that? Yeah. This Who cares? Is- Who cares about history? What's happening right now? Atalanta's one of the best teams in the league. Well, this guy wants it because he want he wants history to matter because he's taking this team right down the toilet. Yeah. And he just wants to turn it into a complete marketing team. Yeah. He doesn't care. He just wants to make money. He doesn't care. He he could go he could go buy Inter. 
he would do the same thing. He does not care about the badge or the colors of that shirt. Nope. The guy is just all about money. He just happens to own Juve because his father or his or his grandfather bought the team. Yeah. So he just happens to be part of the Juve organization. He does not care. Uh, so that's one comment he made. And now he's talking about all these Champions League reforms. Yeah. What do you think about them? Oh, it's a joke. I don't know if uh, for the, our fans that have, haven't heard. So in 2024 will be the end of the last four of the current format for the Champions League. There's going to be a new format. It's going to be expanded. I think it's 36 teams, but they're going to have seeded and unseeded clubs and basically qualifications based on your coefficient. Yeah. It's not based on. So yeah, explain that. Why? What does that set? The that basically that says, set? so if historically you've done well over decades, you have a high coefficient. You don't have to do well now to qualify. So teams like Juve, Juve, probably AC Milan's got to be up there, Inter Milan. Like the big names are going to be in the Champions League. So teams like Atalanta that are new and exciting to the Champions League. Say even Lazio, they probably won't even qualify now. Yeah, they won't even qualify now. Or Roma for Would that Roma matter. qualify? No. No, they won't. What this guy ultimately wants is he wants a closed-door policy yeah. for the super elite teams to yeah. stay super elite. Yeah. Because he doesn't want them to lose money. Because, like, once again, that's what it, this all comes down yeah. to is Agnelli not being parted with his money. He just wants to rake it all in. Yeah. And because he feels a bit of uh, of a loss this year because of COVID, yeah. he's lashing out extra hard. He also talked about... Yeah. Talk about this. This is ridiculous. The transfers. We talking about the transfers. I'm talking about the last fifteen minutes. So we'll go on the last fifteen minutes. So one re- one other thing he mentioned recently in a in a conference was listen uh, to this transfers. Yeah. He wanted to set up the transfer market so that big clubs could not transfer players between each other. You could only transfer from your from your uh, tier. So you could, so for instance, if Juve wanted to buy Chiesa, you'd have to go through Fiorentina, but Juve wouldn't be able to buy say Lukaku from Inter. Inter would have to offload him to a to say yeah, a Sassuolo and then they'd have to buy him from it's, Sassuolo. It's, it's stupid. It is so stupid. It, it's just the feed so essentially all he wants is a feeding tube up to Juve, like a factory. Give yeah. me all the talent in the world. We'll spend the money. And it's good for you guys because we're giving you guys money to go develop your youth camps and stuff like that. And you just keep feeding us all the good players in the world. Yeah. And then we could go turn these guys into superstars and sell their jerseys. That's all this guy wants is money. He wants the rest of the world to work for him like a factory in City. Yeah. Feed me the players. I can feed my jerseys, and then I can go have my steak dinner or wine at the end of the night and not yeah. have to worry. This guy is a complete clown. You talk about the other thing. Yes. Uh, well, I think you know a little more about it than I do, but uh, Julian and I are just going through Agnelli and some comments he made. Now, listen to this. He suggested that the last 15 minutes of every game should be under a subscription. So fans should pay to watch the last 15 minutes of a soccer game as opposed to the whole game. How ridiculous is that? It's it's <laughs> Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so I didn't pay. So let's go at the 75th minute. Let's turn off the screen. You're cut off. Like, <laughs> what world does this guy live in? I know they're just suggestions, but this guy is... An idiot. The owner of one of the biggest clubs in the world. And this guy's a complete idiot. Yeah. He's a fool. This yeah. guy. He's a disgrace. If you're a Juve fan and you want this guy to continue to be your owner, I'm sorry. Something's check check into the ownership of your club. The guy's a complete clown. Yeah. This guy disgraces the Juve badge. He does. Disgrace. He does. I understand he's an, he's an Agnelli family member, but he's not No. from the previous two. No. This guy is a complete... He's a complete fraud, this guy. Yeah. Complete fraud. And these are just some of the measures. We're just scratching the surface with some of the measures. If you, if anyone wants to go look it up, do a simple search, you'll find tons of his crazy ideas everywhere. He's been in the media. Everyone's criticizing him because they're yeah. absolute ridiculous. It's just about, once we once again, keeping the power yeah. with the elite teams. Yeah. You know, Real Madrid is another team that falls into this uh, – they're pushing for the same thing, and I, and it's and just so are the big six in uh, the Premier not, League. Not not as hard though. Not as hard because they have there. the Premier League to rely on. Yeah. So it's more so Juve because oh we're too good for City A, and I love it that it's happening this year. That's why I hope Inter just smashes them and wins the Scudetto for that reason. Not just because I'm an Inter fan. Even if Milan win, I'm happy as long as Juve don't win it this year. I'm happy. Not because it's Juve. I'm happy because it's Agnelli is not going to get. Yeah. You know his points are going to be crisscrossed right off. 
you're not the best team in Italy. No. You know, there are teams that can become better than you. There are teams that can build projects to excel yours no matter how much money you have. Yeah. You don't belong in Champions League when you lose round of 16 to teams that are inferior to you, like yeah. Leon, Porto, Ajax. Yeah. These small countries, these teams destroying you. And you're the best team in Italy for the past nine years. What a joke. It is. It's a joke. Once again, this isn't an attack on Juve. This is an attack on Agnelli. So the Juve fans, please understand that. Simmer down, Juve fans. I, I think this guy, once again, is a complete fraud. And he wants to ruin this game and just set himself up nice. He wants to be tucked into his nice little warm bed yeah. and not have to worry. If he, wants, if he wants that type of sport, go join the MLB. Go join the NBA where or you don't NFL. have to worry about where NFL. Go buy a team there where you don't have to worry about anything. And you, you could be last place and you'll still sell out. Go there. This is a completely different animal. Don't ruin this game that's worked for decades. Don't yeah. ruin it now. Yeah. That's 100%. all I got to say. What else do you think about this clown? Uh, I don't want to give him any more of my time. Good. <laughs> Screw him. Anyway. Let's move on to the next game. Borussia Dortmund-Sevilla. Very interesting game. Yeah. Game. 2-2 uh, draw. Haaland was phenomenal. Uh, some controversy. Yeah, the, the big controversy. Go over it. I think that was the highlight of the game. And yeah. Sevilla just had to win 2-0. They couldn't do it. Yeah, but you know what we said. But explain this. that controversy. Yeah. So here's explain the controversy. Eratti, so, an Italian referee, to on VAR. Yeah, on top of it. So VAR again kind of ruins, makes a mess of this game. So Borussia Dortmund currently on top, one nothing. Halland foul in the box. They do not call the penalty. But then a few minutes later, Halland bullies his way through, and it was a really cool bully way through. You got to see the highlights for that, and he scores. And they go to VAR, okay, and they call the goal back for VAR, and then they award the penalty that happened a few that possibly happened a few minutes before. So basically, Borussia Dortmund don't get their second goal, but they get a penalty, and it's like, okay, well, just give them the goal, right? At this point, um, and then what happens? Not is, only not only that, the VAR took like five minutes to I look know. at that incident. It took a long time. Ridiculous. Took a long time. But so they award the penalty. Canadian goal born goalkeeper net Bono and that for Sevilla, everybody. So as a goalkeeper, I know this. Uh whenever you make a the referee always tells tells you you gotta stand on your line. You can't leave your line when you're making a save or, or choosing a side on a penalty and goalie always acknowledges it. Ninety five percent of the time the goalie always comes off their line. And the referee doesn't call anything. Bono makes the save. Haaland picks up the rebound and Bono stops him again. And then Bono gets in Haaland's face and starts talking garbage. And then the referee says, you came off your line. Redo the penalty. And then they redo the penalty. Haaland scores this time. And then Haaland gets in Bono's face and he gets a yellow card for it. But just ridiculous. Yeah, crazy, crazy. crazy crazy it's just common sense just disappears yeah you know i know the ref's name's not coming to me the famous famous uh turkish ref i think deep down he he knew he wanted to just allow the goal and avoid this whole yeah circus of a show of yeah. disallowing a perfectly good goal to give a penalty that happened you know three minutes ago yeah from the same team like ridiculous Big time. you take away their goal to give them a penalty it makes no sense no so, obviously, something I think will get changed in that rule. Uh, the rules of this game have to be evaluated because this just yeah. makes the game, it looks farcical. It yeah. looks like a joke. Um, so, thank goodness they won. Because if they didn't win that game, Dortmund, yeah. my God. Yeah, would have been... Uh, would have been a disaster. Would have been a riot. But, uh, yeah, so Borussia Dortmund through. FC Porto are through. Yes. Uh, some big games today: RB Leipzig, Liverpool, and so good luck to both those teams, and uh, good luck to Barcelona, who have a mountain to climb. They're playing PSG later this afternoon. So, yeah, we'll review them uh, next week. Yeah, we'll review them next week for sure. But let's get into it now: the most important league in Europe, the Serie A, the most exciting <laughs> league in Europe. Everybody, match day twenty-six. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the matches. We had some interesting matches, would you say, Jules? 
Yeah, we really had good weekend. Matches. This was a this every was, game almost yeah, meant something, this was right? The decisive weekend. Yeah, because now you're seeing separation. Uh, I'll tell you right now. We'll get into it a little later. Thank you very much for Inter for doing Roma the favor. We're back in the top four. Very <laughs> excited about that. Everyone's doing Roma favors. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on. Let's start. Uh, Spezia Benevento one one. I was actually surprised by this result. I thought somebody had to come out and win this game. And uh, no, yeah. that's that's true. This resulted nobody any no. favors. No. Um, just two players I want to bring it to: uh, Leosena and uh, Viola. I love the two players, the way they play, the technique, the the way they see the game, their vision. Two great players. Uh, Senna, though, he tops it off with the guy can dribble, tackle, he does everything. So this guy's a true city of talent to keep an eye on Leo Senna. Nicholas Viola, on the other hand, he reminds me of the old school Italian players. Uh, I love it. I just love watching him play the way he controls the ball, the way he passes, the way he sees the game. The only downside to his game is the inconsistencies in it. But uh, those are the two standout talents. Gaich, uh, the young Argentinian who was transferred in January, opened up his account. Uh, finally got to start a game under people. And uh, and then Verde, former Roma player, mm-hmm. cancels out that lead with a 1-1 yeah. draw. And, yeah, it did nothing for either team. No, it didn't. And uh, if you're Spezia, you feel hard done by this result because Spezia totally controlled the game. Benevento went right into their shell after they scored. And uh, I think Spezia feel hard done, not coming away with the victory, but at least they bagged themselves a, a crucial point. I think this draw doesn't do Benevento any favors at all because they're basically hovering above relegation. Yeah, they're both tied on 26 points. 26 points, yes, yeah, but too, right? 15th, 16th place with, uh, I know, Torino with two games in hand. So yeah. you're in a relegation spot. Yeah, they, they had to go for it. They had they One did. of them had to go for it. That's what I was disappointed. More so, I think Spezia had the better... Attacking numbers, right? Of course, which they love to play. Um, yeah. So there's people getting the goal and then, yeah, bringing the team back, playing a bit scared. I was, yeah, I wasn't too happy. He, yeah. And he changed the tactics a bit with this, with this uh, three-man defense. But yeah, not what you want to see from Pirlo. Definitely not. But you want to talk about a team that went for it and got a good result. Let's talk about Udinese. Yes. Against Sassuolo. What a what an upset. What a win. Well deserved. This team went for it. This team was a team that was for ha- more than half the season battling and hovering above relegation. They're sitting in eleventh right now because they know how important these games are and they go for it. And that and that defense, which we've been talking about since the beginning of the season, this defense is back. It's yeah. very hard to score on them. Very stubborn. You very got stubborn. Juan Musso is now playing good. He's in form. He's back. I uh, have guys that are scoring goals. Yeah, Llorente put in one. Pereira yeah, bagged one. Exactly. Llorente opened up his account. You have DePaul pulling the strings. One of the most best talents in the midfield, DePaul yeah. and City. Yeah, this guy will be a steal for anyone that signs him. Hopefully not you and Yeldi. Hopefully he goes somewhere else and doesn't ruin his career there. Um, but what a great talent DePaul is. And uh, uh, Strager, Larson Strager, he made up for with the he terrific performance. He made up for what happened against yeah. him. Yeah. He made up. He had a terrific performance. Udine, yeah, they're gonna end up in the top ten. They look like a top ten team. Yeah, now. they're Any, back. Anyone that has to play them, watch out in the top of the table uh, for the Scudetto race. It's gonna be a very, very tough game. Yeah, it will be. They're gonna be the bogey team for everybody. So Swallow, what do we think on the other hand? Uh, uh, they're just falling right off the rails. The wheels have fallen right off the track. And uh, the Zerbi too. Did you see his tactics? Yeah, they, the three one two one three formation. I think, Honestly, I think he tried to shake it up, and he paid the price. Yeah. He paid the price. I still think that Zerbi's a fantastic coach. Uh, he's worked wonders with the Sassuolo team, and he'll be a steal for anybody for any club to pick up a, a really good coach uh, next year because he's probably not coming back. And, uh, yeah, Sassuolo now sitting in ninth place. They have fallen from the heavens, it yeah. feels like. Yeah. So, Sassuolo. Two nothing victors. Let's move on. Let's talk about Juventus. Yes, they claimed the scalp over Lazio, though, Jules. They did. Uh, like I said, this is an anti-Juventus podcast. I know we it's love not. all Italian teams. We do, even AC Milan. Believe it or not, <laughs> they showed Juve showed great resilience. I yeah. thought this game, seeing this did. game, after the way they beat Lazio, we thought heading into that Porto game, it would have been a walkthrough. A walkthrough. It seemed like they were. 
riding on a high. They started the game rough with a Kulazewski giveaway, uh, which gave Korea an open run at net, and then he slotted it in past Chesney. You thought, I think for the neutral who saw that, probably thought it was done and dusted for Juve. They weren't looking too good. Then they bounced back. And then Chiesa, the man again. Chiesa, the man of the hour Possessed. for Juve. The best player for Juve right now. Yep. Won them this game, hands down. Him and Morata were unbelievable. They were. Uh, just some questions I have about Lazio. Okay. I don't know if you noticed in the game. There was a point where, I think it was after the third Juve goal, Milinkovic Savic goes to the bench and asks to be subbed off. He's not hurt or anything. He gave up. He just gave up. Is that what is that what is happening to this Juve team right now? Are they finished? Lazio I mean, team? Sorry, Lazio. Are they finished? Yeah, we knew. We always knew it was going to be a struggle for them. Uh, I think Milinkovic Savic is extremely frustrated. He's known to do these kind of things, these kind of antics. He's got an attitude about him. And so I'm not surprised he's done something like this. I just think this whole Lazio team is frustrated. Uh, I think they think they should be in a better position than where they are. And they deserve to be where they are, in my opinion, because, yeah, they're not really – to me, they're not a top-four contender. Yeah, Uh, the top-four teams, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Roma fan. It's just – I've been, we've been saying this since the beginning. Depth is always a problem. We're playing week in, week out, and consistency is a problem. And they've had some great games. They've gone on a tear. They've gone on some good runs this year. But now they've hit a brick wall. Now you got to ask, is, is Simone Inzaghi the problem? Is lack of depth and pieces the problem? I think with this Lazio team, you're just going to stumble to the finish line, get the season over with, end up where you're going to end up. And then really go back to the drawing board, and yeah, if you're Lotito, you got to go to the back to the drawing board and say, "What are we? Yeah, and is it, it time for a rebuild?" And this is where, like I mentioned in the last podcast, it was crazy to criticize him. 14 goals on the season, Chiro Immobile, we're talking yeah. about. But does this man? He 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 hits his uh, <laughs> his lows at the wrong moments. Yeah, when Lazio need him the most, I'd say the most important. You know, fixtures of the season are towards the end. When you know th- those are the points that matter. Sure you do. Know, that's when the grind kicks in, and this is when this guy disappears. Hasn't scored a goal in five matches, so you're looking at almost a month he has not pitched in for the Lazio side. Selfishly, as an Italian fan, I hope we just get it out it's of your system a, now. It's just a low, yeah, I know. Get out of your system now. That way, you're ready for the summer. Yeah. But uh, but he's a big. He's definitely a big part of that. Yeah, he's de- his goals have definitely hurt the Lazio yeah, team. Yeah, he's well, not scoring them. He's one of their very few players that can score, right? Yeah. And uh, when he's not firing, yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge disadvantage to Lazio, especially in a game like this. To me, I just think Lazio deserve where they need to be, where they are. They deserve to be where they are. Sorry, and uh, yeah, it's just going to be a lot more questions and answers that uh, Claudio Lotito is going to have to figure out for this. Uh, for this team, and on a side note, he might have another team coming up. That he's going to be sidetracked with in Salernitana because they're in the top two, I think, in City of B. So, well, he can't own both teams. He can't right? own both teams. So Obviously, he he'll doing? probably get rid of Salernitana instead. But, yeah, that's maybe that's weighing on his mind too. Who knows? Like, I don't know. This Lazio team, not they're, they deserve to be where they are. They're, they're yeah. nothing special. Next that, game. Yeah, your game. Let's move on. Roma. One nothing victors over Genoa. Roma doing just enough to uh, to get past Genoa. Giuliano was crazy to think something <laughs> was going to happen in this game because Genoa, in their last thirteen matches, have lost ten of them at the Stadio Olimpico. Okay, <laughs> it's not a good record they have there. So when he took Genoa to do something, I was quite surprised. I think he just did it to get me mad. But um, the one thing I want to say about this game. Roma, the top, was very mediocre at best. Didn't play well. Mayoral, El Shadawi, bad games. Pedro, not that great. This is where the difference happened. Defense. Gianluca Mancini. That guy is everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. He's turning into a legit talent. He's a horse, man. And uh, Chris Smalling, fantastic performance. Brian Cristante, fantastic performance. Uh, the other, the one guy, other than that, there was the guy pulling the strings in the midfield. Who else than Lorenzo Pellegrini sitting deep this time and not playing up top? Obviously taking over Vertu's position. 
Um, and I think he did it very well. And now we got uh, Ibanez is healthy and available again. So you're going to see Roma on the rise again, I think. Uh, even though we didn't play well, we got the job done. Defense wins you championships. Defense is is going to be what gets us into the Champions League. Because if these guys keep playing the way they do, that back three, we're in good hands. And now that you got Ibanez back, you can slot Cristante into Vertu's position. And that you got a little bit of depth now. The only problem is goalkeeper. And striking. That's it. So Yeah, the, the wheels are falling off the bus for Genoa. See, now they're back in a relegation fight. Yeah. Seven point, I know they got a seven-point seven point cushion. But Torino, again, have two games in hand. So seven they're, point they're right in the mix for relegation. Seven-point cushion. The they're wheels not are too falling worried. off. What the did Ballardini I tell you? Bus. No. <laughs> this is only the third game they've lost since he's taken over. I know. And, and it, two and two All right? Roma back. And they were back. throwing a wrench with Parin. Out last minute, you have to go with Marchetti to yes. step in, yes. who put in a pretty solid performance there. Yeah, um, but Roma, Roma shut them right down. Yeah, no Roma one from shut. Genoa had an answer for anybody. Nobody. They brought yeah. on Scamacca. They they threw everything they had at Roma, but that Roman wall. Where's that been all season? This Roman wall needs to show up in those games against the top seven. Yes, that's where we got to see the Roman yeah, wall. Yeah, and that, this was definitely. Uh, Probably the best defensive display from Roma. They've had, yeah. yeah. Credit to Paolo Fonseca. Fantastic job. Good luck tomorrow against Shakhtar. So let's move on to the next game. Uh, AC Milan. 2 nothing victors over Verona. We didn't expect this, but hey, congratulations. 2 nothing win. Yeah, we didn't expect. Even if, I think, even for the the everyday fan, you would look at this lineup and be, ooh, Casalejo. Yeah. They out front, Krunic behind. You wouldn't get your hopes up for this game from Milan. No. You would think a draw with the Sarah lineup. But the, the decisive goal came from Krunic. What a free kick. That was beautiful. What a goal. Beautiful goal. Beautiful um, goal. Mete played fantastic, too, in the midfield yes, for Milan. he did. He really stepped up. I, yeah. I love him as a player. I think he's great. Him and Kessie did terrific in the middle. Uh, Romagnoli having another big game. Calabria and Delot with a, another stunner. So they scored two stunning goals. Yeah. Uh, we're completely shut down by the, the def- defensive uh, approach of Milan. Yeah. Uh, I think Krunic starting behind Leao was a nice little change. Nice, by yeah. Goli. So we're talking about reinvention of the team. There it is. There it is. He found something that I don't think anybody would have, you know, Krunic as a center attack mid, who would have thought? Uh, but like, great by Pioli, great by Milan. Did you watch the game? Yes. Who, in your opinion, led the line back there? <laughs> I know. Who do you think? Well, Tamari. I think Fikayo Tamari <laughs> was the one yeah. leading the line. And so, Alessio Romagnoli taking a back seat, not in the driver's seat on a defensive pairing, and that's why I think it worked well. I think Romagnoli is a passenger center back. There's nothing wrong with being that. No. I, of the two, one of them's got to be the driver. The other guy's got to be the passenger. And we've even said this about Bonucci. He's a passenger. He's not a driver, right? So... I think Romagnoli is a great passenger center back, if you want to call him that. And that's where he needs to be. Where he struggles is when he's the driver. This guy shouldn't be the captain. He's not the leader. But he's still a solid player. And Fikayo Tomori leading the line showed how good Relesio Romagnoli is. So, No, I, I agree 100%. You know, you need defensive partnerships that complement each other. Yeah. And all the great teams, whether it be in the midfield, up top, the center backs... Yeah, 100%. You need to complement each other. You can have the two best center backs in the world, but if they don't complement each other, if they're both going for the ball all the time and you're yeah. going to leave gaps in the middle, it's not a good thing. And I, I see that, yeah. They definitely complement each other. It was, it's a good-looking It's a good looking partnership, arguably looking like one of the best possible defenses in City in the future because they're so young. Yeah, they got a lot of, lot of room for growth. So great uh, bounce back win for Milan after this kind of rough... Uh, yeah. Say rough last couple weeks. Yeah, and Hellas Verona, still a tough team to beat, but falling into the abyss that is the mid table. Yeah, eighth. They're where they they're where they are. They're where they need to be. Yeah, eighth place currently at thirty eight points. Uh with Lazio have a game in hand, the next closest team to them on forty three points. So yeah. So let's move on to the most exciting, most surprising game on the weekend. Crotone. Cerse, Cosimi. The man, the other man in the shades. After his exile from Serie A, I think seven, nine years he's back, he gets his first win with Crotone. Taking Torino out. 
that is a huge loss for Torino. And Giuliano, you said this last last game or last podcast, sorry, where you felt that because Torino got to make up two games, that there's going to be a lot of pressure on them. You hit the nail right on the head there. This is what happened. Torino now feel pressure and they're in trouble. Yeah, and why why I came to that conclusion is when you look at the bottom teams, usually it's defensive first approaches that yeah. they take. Now, when you have to force these teams out of their shell, they're not used to playing that way. Yeah. So it leaves them totally exposed. And Torino know, Davide and Nicola, obviously, you know, said we got to attack a little bit, and they paid the price. Now, I know in this game, this was the game of wonder goals. Yeah. This was probably the, the game with the most beautiful goals all season, starting with Sanabria, Reca, and uh, Unas, all three Amazing goals! Yeah, I couldn't fantastic. believe. Couldn't believe it was a great strikes. game. It was actually a great, exciting game. game. Yeah. Exciting game. But yeah, Torino, they gotta, they have a mountain to climb now to come out of. They do. They this, have. I think two this games. is Davide's Nicola's first loss. First too, loss. The They're sitting in 18th place right now in that relegation spot, two points behind Cagliari with two games in hand. But they are two tough games. <laughs> yes. Sassuolo and Lazio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Torino had. A chance to tie the game at one point at three three. Verdi yeah. hit the crossbar, and then this game was insane. And then that's when Una scored that wonderful yeah. after Rikong got the red this card. This game was insane. This game, this was probably the most entertaining game of uh, the weekend, I think. Now this and the next one. Yeah, eleven games to go. Crotone are seven points out of safety. Can it be done? We've seen crazier things happen. Yeah, it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna happen, it's but it's gonna be a long shot. But hey, you know what? If you know, if Benevento, Spezia, Fiorentina, I will throw Genoa in there as well because I love to. But if these guys, if they don't get their acts together, more yeah. so the the former teams that I listed, if they don't get their acts together, I'm telling you, anyone yeah. from that bottom three can come out of it. Except Parma. <laughs> I, I mean, they're not losing anymore. But they can't. But they got to start winning. Let's move right on to them. 3-3 against Fiorentina. What a game, too. They, they did it again. <laughs> they did. They can't keep a lead. They did it oh again. Oh, my God. They can't keep a lead. I don't know what you can do with this Parma team. My goodness. Yeah, that's uh, three draws in their last four games where they've blown the lead in every single one. Every single one of them. And and towards the, let's call it the subscription end of the game. We, yeah. We'd have to pay $15 to watch the last 15 minutes. A dollar yeah. a minute there. Yeah. Daniele Fee. You'd miss all these wonderful finishes. So maybe he's onto something. Maybe the guy's a genius. He's a crazy person. But uh, <laughs> Parma, Parma blowed again. Luigi Seppe not helping this team out. I can't believe we gave this guy praise at the beginning of the season. Yeah, he's I like he's the worst. been he's been one of the worst goalies. Well, in both goalkeepers, to be fair, they played terrible. Dragovski, the other side, yeah, was back, he right? didn't he didn't hold his own. But Seppe, like he shows it's like he doesn't even care to be in the games. His no. movement is terrible. He's given up. He his movement's terrible. He's not helping his team out whatsoever. Nope. Kutska again holding this team. He's doing everything to win Kurtich two He'll stepping be, up. Kutska and Kurtich are gone next year. Yeah, and what do we think about Fiorentina as well? Oh, I think they had the lead twice. Yeah. Right? They had the lead twice, they blew it twice, and then Parma took the lead and then they blew it. No one wanted to win this game. Fiorentina were lucky to come away with the draw my opinion like i said this team's a disaster they're just trying to finish it they're just trying to get to the end of the finish line yeah some rumbles in the jungle over there with uh the ownership yeah of course Pendali, of course which is expected yeah it's a I, mess i think it's fair to say Pendali won't be seeing next season no and he's, be, he might be lucky to see the end of the season to be yeah honest. and he signed a two-year contract so you gotta pay him he's gonna go into a golden prison for a year what yeah. a joke let's move on to the next game sampdoria cagliari Due a due. Another draw. With a nine-goal line equalizer in the 96th minute. Yeah, this game, it was a pretty good game. and A game of goals again. Yeah. Some good goals. Uh, three wonder goals in it. Yeah. Beredzinski, what a volley. That was his that first was ever City A goal. Way to go, Bartosz. What a goal that was. And then Gabbiadini, too, with his magic of a left foot. Magic yeah. wand of a left foot. Just top corner. Uh Adero, I mean Adero. Uh, Cranio. Cranio couldn't do anything about it. That no. was just a perfectly placed shot. And then, like you said, Nangolan scores his first around 35 meters out, bottom corner. That's a classic Roger Nangolan goal from, the, old, from the good old days. 
Yeah. And Joao Pedro get back on the sport and Joao Pedro, the score yeah. sheet. So the, I mean, the goal is nothing they could do on no. some of these shots. No. Uh, but it was a, it was overall a good game. It was yeah. an exciting game. Good to see some players like Gabidini and Nagalan get back on the goal scoring sheet. Yeah. Hopefully, Gabidini, I think, is a very talented player. I hope he gets his act together. I think he provides something, actually, for the Azuri that no other player could provide uh, as a forward. I really do. So I hope he gets his act together. And uh, this was an exciting game. Qualiarella, too. Uh, yeah. He had a decent showing. So, Well said. Well, let's move on to your favorite team to talk about, the Napolitani. Who's this? Napoli. Napoli, 3-1 victors over Bar... Uh, sorry. Bologna. 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 But you know who stepped up in this game? <laughs> I know. The Lorenzo guy that we give flack for it. You know what? This is why he needs to be criticized. The guy... Showed up. He Listen. Whether he's hearing it from us, we know he's hearing it from us. <laughs> or in Italy. He Listen. I don't know if he speaks we English. We criticize. So. We focus on Insigne because we know he's a great player. Yeah. He's a talented player. That's why we're hard on him. Exactly. And you want to see him succeed. We want to see him succeed. Yeah. We want him to be the best Italian player there is, if possible. We want him to be that because he has the talent to do it, especially when he performs like this week in, week out. He was amazing again. He scored twice from outside the 18, performed like a captain. So For maybe that, yeah, maybe that, maybe that fixture when he got pissed and kicked the, you know, the inspired board. Him. Inspired him, inspired his team. Maybe yeah. like, holy, someone wants to win in this team. Yeah. You know, maybe that's uh, what happened. There was a strange in- incident as well. Spina and Palacio. Spina went to go do a goal kick. Palacio stuck his foot in, scored off a off block in the shot. Yeah. VAR overruled that. And then Ozyman scored a nice goal coming off the bench, so it's nice to see him recover from his head injury. And uh, the only question is that defense in Napoli, although it was one goal, it was, again, a lack of concentration that led to the Bologna goal. So some question marks for Gattuso to take care of. But there was one interesting comment I want to talk about quick by Sinsa Mihalovic. He was asked by the reporters something along the lines of, why does no one score free kicks anymore in Serie A? And he goes... He goes, if I was to play in the modern day age, he goes, I would score around 24, 25 goals a season, he would say. Him and Del Piero, whoever, the great free kick takers of the of the era, Piero. Yeah. He goes, we'd score free kicks every weekend, essentially. That's what he said. And they asked, so why why doesn't it happen now? He goes, not once in his entire coaching career, and this blew my mind. He said, not once in his entire coaching career has a player stayed behind of their own free will to practice taking free kicks. Not once. And I could not believe it. I could not believe it. Not once has a player stayed behind to practice taking free kicks to score goals. Crazy. Especially when you have arguably the best free kick taker in City at history as your manager. So I thought that was a pretty enlightening comment from this coach. Yeah. Uh, question the mentality of the professionals in today's day and age. Because we've had these conversations where have the the talents gone. You know, yeah. These guys are athletes first, soccer players second, it seems these days. Yeah. But... uh. Yeah, anyway, I found that pretty interesting. What did you think of this match? Uh, Napoli won the game. Routine win, 3-1. to one. But they were the better team, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> Let's that's, go. Let's move on. Let's go north to um, Let's go to Inter. Lombardy. Let's go to Lombardy. Take it away. Inter Atalanta. Yeah, so Inter, Inter made a meal of the Thursday game against Parma. Yeah. Scraping out a win there. Made it very difficult. Um and same thing here against Atalanta. Now, Atalanta's a much more talented team. Of though. course. Atalanta, so I kind of predicted this. I'm going to pat my own back for this. I said <laughs> this was not going to be a high goal score match. They were going to, this was going to be a complete defensive performance. Uh, so that happened the way I thought it would. Both teams' defense were phenomenal. Christian, were. Christian Romero was outstanding. Dijmisti, outstanding. Skrinar, Bastoni, Divrai. Polomino, all of them, outstanding. They showed so much class, the uh, two uh, cohorts of defenders on the respective sides, outstanding. Both uh, offenses were completely shut down. Once again, the two best offensive teams in Serie A, arguably in Europe as well, were shut down. And uh, you have to give credit credit to those defenders for yeah. putting in such a, uh, such a performance that weekend. Inter only, I think, had one shot on net this entire game. So a bit lucky. But in the end, they got it done. This is how you win Scudetti. Scudetti. This is how you win them. By 
winning games like this, scraping through, taking your chance when it comes to you. Yeah. Uh, the mentality. This team is so together. The way they celebrated in the change room after this Atalanta game, it was a wonderful sight to see. The chemistry and the spirits in this team are so high, and it's going to take a truly great run by either Milan or Juve to topple this Inter team. Yeah. Inter, uh, the Scudetto contenders, we thought they were. Our favorites, we'll say, and they got full control of this league right now. Six points on top of Milan. Uh, a lot of ground for AC Milan and even Juve down there who are behind by 10 points to to make up. It's way too much ground. I think Inter, the ball's in their court, right? That's all they have. All they have is the city out left. It. That's all they got to focus on. Should be smooth sailing the rest of the way. That's it. So that wraps up match day 26. Let's talk match day 27. Starts on Friday, 9 a.m. Lazio hosting Crotone at the Stadio Olimpico. How do we see this game? I don't know. I think Sarasacosimi. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) He might be the next Lazio coach here. Um, It's it's this game. It's going to go one way. Yeah, it should go one way. Lazio should win this game. Uh, But if Crotone somehow pull off a draw here, or a win, you gotta seriously think that they'd be considering Simone and Zaghi's uh, Simone and Zaghi's job. Uh, so, but Lazio should win this game. Yeah, Lazio will listen. Crotone, as good as that result was against Torino, we gotta look at what Torino was. It was a Torino team that had to open up because they're two games behind. It was a COVID-riddled Torino team, and this was a Crotone squad that scored two wonder goals. Goals are not gonna score week in week out. Yeah. So you can't rely on those types of goals. You got to score the kind of basic, ugly, topping goals. You got to learn how to score those types of goals too, which they're not really great at. And that's been Crotone's biggest downfall. They they only score great goals and penalties. Yeah. If you look at all their goals. Um, on the other hand, I think this is a game where Chiro gets back into scoring form. I think he breaks that rotten streak he's been he's been on, and I think this will help. Uh, project Lazio onto a somewhat better finish to the season than what they're showing now. All right, so we're both trying to take Lazio. Let's move on to the next game Friday afternoon, 2.45. Atalanta hosting La Spezia. Uh, This is going to be an interesting game. Spezia not afraid to play teams like this. Uh, Have claimed a few scalps this year, pulled off some massive upsets. But to me, you're coming up against an Atalanta team that is arguably one of the... Next to Inter, to me, they're the most dangerous team to play against. I think. Yeah. I think course, they are. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think Spezia, I'm sorry, don't have a chance in this game. Atalanta are going to make a meal of this. Even though they drew last time. No, they're going to make a meal of this. And they're going to hammer them. Very comfortable Atalanta win, but I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I think... Listen, Atalanta have a big game coming up after this one midweek against Real Madrid. Again, the question is rest, rotation, what happens here? Spezia are playing for staying in the league. They don't want to get relegated. Um, I'm, And they did draw earlier in the season. I'm going to lean, even though Atalanta is in better form, and if they do win, it's going to be because Luis Muriel comes off the bench and scores a wonder goal. Um. It's going to be a tight game, but I'm going to lead toward lean towards a draw in this game. All right. Well, That's I'm telling you to take Atalanta win, and Jules is telling you to take the draw, and I hope Jules is right. <laughs> That's true. I do. Uh, do Sat- Roma those favors. Right? Exactly. Saturday morning, 9 a.m., Sassuolo hosting Hellas Verona. Two teams not in the greatest form. Uh be an interesting game. Should be an interesting game. Mid-table, very close to each other. And uh, possibly fighting for a job in the next uh, Juve you know, head coach position. <laughs> yeah, these okay. two. Hey, Ivan Jurich is going to get picked up by one of the top. No, teams. he will. He will. He will. And Dzerbi will. will as well. Yeah, they will too. I think both of them will. I mean, this game to them, like Hellas Verona, they're hit and miss. Same with Sassuolo. Sassuolo's a mess right now. So for this game, I'm going to say they're going to draw. Yeah, uh, but Ivan Juric, he's never beaten the Zerbi in three matches that they played against each other. For that reason, I will lean towards uh, Roberto De Zerbi. I think he's going to get that rebound win. I, it doesn't look like they're missing any big players as of right now. I know uh, it's a, a few days from now, so they should have a relatively healthy squad. 
especially with the big three Italians in the lineup. So I will lean towards uh, Sassuolo, and I think they just have that attacking threat, and I think their defense will be able to hold out on the Verona attack. All right. Kevin Lozani got his goal of the season. All That's, right. He's not scoring again. <laughs> All right. So Giuliano's time to take the Sassuolo win. I'm time to take the draw. Next game. Saturday, 12 noon. Relegation East- battle. Yeah. Benevento hosting Fiorentina. Very interesting game here. Relegation battle. One Two of coaches loses. on the... Yeah. On the chopping block. On the chopping block here. I'd say more so Prandelli than Inzaghi. But yeah. Inzaghi has to get his act together too. He does. What do you think? Yeah, this is a tough game. Uh, both teams... I, I really don't know. I just think both teams are not in the best of uh, form right now. Uh, both have coaching issues. Uh, Benevento's, I think, going to sit back and play a counterattack. So Fiorentina's going to control the game. And maybe Fiorentina leaves a gap. And Benevento squeaks one in. So I think I'm leaning towards a Benevento win here. Yeah, if I, I want to see... One thing I want to see, I want to see Adolfo Gnajic play again, the Argentinian. I think he adds something different from Lapadula. You know, as good as yeah. Lapadula, he's a cult hero over there, but he's just not good enough for the level Lapadula yeah. for me. I want to see Gaich there. He has something extra about him. He's good on the ball, can dribble, shoot, got that nice near post goal. For me, on the other hand, Fiorentina are the more talented team. They should win these games. So I will pick them for that. But if they lose this game, I really think Prandelli, you might see him gone. Yeah. After so, I'm gonna lean towards Fiorentina because he has to win. All right, so Jules is telling to take Fiorentina, I'm telling to take Benevento. Last game on Saturday, 2:45 Eastern Standard Time, Genoa hosting Udinese. The two most stubborn teams right now I in know. City. Yeah, they certainly are. This one's tough to call. Yeah, these coaches have never played each other, so they have no record against each other. Both defensive coaches. Yeah. Both set up really good defenses. I mean, Udinese. Arguably has the best player between the both squads in Rodrigo De Paul. Um, in regards to like a creative spark. Yeah. Genoa kind of missed that creative spark, but I arguably they have the best goal scorer between the two in Destro. Yeah. So what do you think happens here? Uh I think we're gonna lean towards a draw here. Yeah, I think so too. Let's put it there. Yeah, I don't so. see this going anywhere else. We're draw. both telling to take a draw in this game. Now let's move on to Sunday morning, seven thirty AM. Bologna hosting Sampdoria. Sampdoria coming off a draw, Bologna coming off a loss. Two teams kind of in the same area, I would say. Yeah, they're very similar teams. Yeah. Very similar teams with the inconsistencies, the types of players they have, performances, very similar. They never draw, though. That's the thing. So it's like flipping a coin for these two. They never draw. There's never been a draw between Mihailovic and Ranieri on top of it yeah. in the six games they played. Ranieri edging Mihailovic with four wins. Yeah. So who do you think takes it? I don't know. I just I think they're both very similar teams, but setup-wise, Sampdoria is better set up. So for that reason, I'm going to take Sampdoria in this game. All right. I'm going to go opposite. Okay. I think Mihailovic, in practice, he's been <laughs> practicing those free kicks with the players. So I think they're going to score one. Oh, Soriano, okay. free kick goal. We'll see. <laughs> or Sansone. And Skorupski hasn't been too bad himself. Nope. So. Nope. All right. So Giuliano's time to take Bologna. I'm trying to take Sampdoria. Next, Torino hosting Inter Milan. Yes. What a time to be playing Torino for Inter, I think. One-way traffic, I think. It better be. It should be one-way traffic. Torino, even though... If you go on the mentality of Torino of sitting back... I think it's completely wrong because you're most likely going to lose anyway. So you might as well just go out and try and try and win this game. Yeah, but Davide Nicola is not going to do that. Yeah, Conte, I think this is an easy win for yeah. Inter. Inter Milan win this game. Yeah, just try and stay healthy. All right, let's move on to the next game. Parma hosting La Roma at the Ennio Tardini. Again. Now... Now oh, this this is a bad time to play Parma, even though they this can't is win. A bad time. Even to though play they Parma can't now. win, Here we go. They can't win, but they don't. They haven't lost. Well, they've lost once in four games. Okay. Roma gobble up these games. They gobble they up the games. They, they love these games. Davera is not even going to be on the pitch because he got a red card last week or last match day. So they're going to have their fill-in coach, whoever that is. I don't even know. Um, on the sidelines for them. This Parma team's a 
to me is abysmal. Yes, they haven't lost, but they've blown leads in every single game. Defense is firing. We'll see if there's any injuries uh, that come uh, that come in the game tomorrow against Shakhtar that might make a difference. But for me, I think Roma are going to get a very comfortable win in this game. So Roma for me. All right. Next game. What are you? Oh, you didn't make a pick. I didn't. Roma. Roma's going to oh, win. Okay, there Roma's we go. Next game. Cardi. Big one, big Hosting one. Juventus. Now Juve facing a Leonardo Semplici Cardi. So this is no longer the Eusebio Di Francesco yeah. Cagliari. This is a Cagliari that has not lost under this new manager yet. Yeah. So it's a hard time to be playing Cagliari. Yeah. And Juventus are down in the dumps. Down in the dumps, even though they've won their last two games. They are, yeah, they're down in the dumps. Morale's got to be at an all-time low. Big time. Ronaldo's not going to be focused. He's not going to care. He's Champions League's <laughs> over. He's looking for for his next vacation spot. Pretty much. Um, What do you think happens in this? I think you're going to see a shock draw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I could, I could see it. I think then that will cost Pirlo his job. You think Pirlo gets fired too? I think Pirlo gets fired. If Kaledi gets something out of this game, Pirlo's gone. You heard it here first, Christian calling. Yeah, for the sacking of Pirlo if they lose the Kaledi, he's gone. I'm gonna lean towards the Juve win. I think they are very angry after that Porto, uh, yeah, result and. Uh, and uh, I think they just come out and Chiesa leads them to a victory. Well, so I think. I'm trying to take the draw. Giuliano's trying to take Juve. Juve's man, the best signing they made in a long time. Yeah. Let's move it on to the big game Chiesa. here. Milan hosting Napoli. Yes, this game. Sunday night. <laughs> it doesn't get any. So Milan got to play Manchester United tomorrow, and they yep. got to play Napoli on Sunday night. Listen, this has been a very, very hard schedule for Milan. Yeah. This about winter. time. It's been very it's been very hard. Uh former AC Milan coach Gennaro Gattuso coming in against Stefano Pioli. Yeah. The record against each other head on. It's pretty even. AC with a ton of injuries still. We don't know who's gonna be healthy even after the Man U game. Yeah. So there's no point in reading them out. Napoli relatively healthy besides Gulam went back out with another crucial ligament rupture. I feel f- sorry for the guy. His career is probably done now. This is multiple knee injuries now. Andrea Patania still out and Herving Lozano out. They have all week to rest, build up a game plan, cannot do it, and start working to get into the Champions League spots. Ooh, this is going to be a tough game. This is going to be a tough, tough game. What Napoli shows up, that's the big question. That's the big question. Can Napoli claim a scalp off this AC Milan team? This AC Milan team is going to be gassed. I think they're going to draw. I'm going to call a draw in this game. You're going to call a draw. Just to paint a picture, too, Napoli sitting in sixth, game in hand. Okay. Which we'll talk about very soon. Three points behind Roma with that game in hand. Mm -hmm. So winning this game could set them up for – they they have to play Roma again, too? Mm Mm-hmm. Could set up for a very interesting battle for the fourth place spot with Atalanta in the mix as well. Fifth, one point behind Roma. So that – that fourth spot is that race is very very tight. This game is massive, massive for Napoli. It is. You but think again, I think they're gonna draw. You think a draw? I think I'm gonna say Napoli. I just think Milan have too many injuries. I don't think Krunic can score another free kick like that. If he had to, I think that'd be very hard to do. Dalot, I don't think can score another goal like that again. That's probably the only goal he scores all season as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Napoli, on the other hand, have been scoring, like I said, those team goals you have to score. Uh, they've been playing a lot better. The question is the defense. They do have a mistake in them. Mm-hmm. So Napoli do have to be prepared to outscore Milan. They will concede Napoli. So you just have to hope that Napoli, which I think they have. Mm-hmm. men just scored. I think that's a good thing. Insigne is playing out of his skin now. You have a healthy Dries Martens back. I think the pieces are there now for Napoli to make that push into the Final Four, and I think they get one over Milan in this. All right. So, Julian was trying to take Napoli. I'm trying to take the draw. Let's move on to those two makeup games because we won't be back till next week anyways. Let's do it. Wednesday. Next Wednesday now. 3 o'clock Italian time, 10 a.m. our time. Torino are hosting Sassuolo in that first makeup game. <sighs> yeah. That's a tough one. Sassuolo's winning. Torino's, Torino's losing that game. You think so? Yeah. 
I'm gonna go. I'm telling you. I'm telling you that catch up, playing catch up is gonna. It's gonna kill them. It's not good that they have those two games well, advantage. To me, they're playing Sassuolo at a good time because Sassuolo's a mess. Yeah. The game against Inter is already, they already figures a write-off, so they know they can catch some ground here in this makeup game. So for that reason, I'm going to take Torino to win. Who's Sassuolo playing again? This weekend? Uh, they're playing uh, Hellas Verona. Hellas Verona, which is going to be a hard game. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to go with Sassuolo. All I right. Think Torino are so, done. So we're opposite. I'm telling you to take Torino in that Wednesday makeup game on March 17th, and Giuliano's telling you to take Sassuolo. Let's move on to the next one, the big one. Juve hosting Napoli at 1.45 our time on Wednesday, March 17th. There's that makeup game. <laughs> What's going to happen here? Wow, what a time to have this game. So Napoli got to play Milan and then Juve three days later. And they, bo- they both play on the Sunday. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's the only so, good thing. But Napoli clearly has the harder game. Napoli clearly have the harder game. I mean, Juve still going to have a hard game. Against Cagliari? Oh, yeah. Um, this is the game we've been all waiting to see since match day three. Yeah. It's finally going to happen. This could be a season-defining game for both. That's right. I think it's too high pressure, and I'm probably going to say it's going to be a anticlimactic draw. Wow. All that hype for nothing. Wow. I don't know how to call this game because if if Kylie gets a result, Pirlo's gone, and they gotta have a <laughs> who they're gonna bring in? Agnelli himself? I don't know. I don't know. They're gonna bring somebody in, and then you're gonna expect a bounce back. But I just think this Juve team is a mess. This is the perfect time for Napoli to do something, and Napoli would need that win, especially after they draw on Sunday against uh, Milan. So they would desperately need that win to try and catch some ground on Roma. So for that reason, I'm gonna take Napoli in this game. All right. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens, everyone. And, uh, yeah, and that's uh, that wraps up match day 27. We'll be back next week. Yep. And there are four Champions League games coming up that week. So, yeah, we'll we'll be reviewing them. Europa League. Yeah. As well, which is going to be great. I think it's going to be better than Champions League, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Watch out for those fixtures. You have some legit Champions League fixtures. Yeah. And I say legit because they belong there by merit, not by coefficient. Oh, well, there you go. And they belong there. So, Roma Shakhtar, Man U, Milan, those are legit Champions League games. So, watch yeah. them. They're going to be great. Enjoy them. And enjoy that Atalanta-Real Madrid game next week. Yes. Fingers crossed. It's going to be Please. lights out. And Lazio, too. You always have a chance. It's going to be a long shot. <laughs> maybe Chiro goes off. Who knows? No. Maybe he's it's maybe over. He goes off. It's over. Pack it in, boys. But uh, Atalanta and Lazio, everyone in Italy and City A fans across the world, I think, are behind them to uh, get a victory. So About, uh, Behind Lazio? I think so. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. And we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We'll be back for you next week. We got, we'll have a, like Giuliano said, we have a lot to recap. Match day twenty-seven, the two makeup games, Champions League, Europa League. It's gonna be crazy. We can't wait to get back to it. So until next time, ciao ragazzi. Ciao ragazzi. Yeah, yeah, yeah.